0: Hello coders, welcome to episode 170 of the How to Code Well podcast. Today we're going to be comparing full-time employment and contracting in the web development industry. And I'm going to be looking at it from the the rosy tinted glasses of a full-time employee. So we're going to be talking about five reasons to be permanently employed this week. Next week we're going to be talking about five reasons to be a contractor in web development. This is based on the contracting talk that I gave last week on the podcast, which was 169. And we're going to be continuing this theme, I think, for probably the rest of this month, maybe going into September as well, Uh, because I I believe that lots of people want to know more about becoming a contractor and what's involved in being a contractor in web development. I put out a poll uh, last week on Spotify if you wanted to hear more about being a contractor in web development and everybody responded 100% saying yes. So here we go. So we're going to be looking at it from the full timers. So you're a full time or you want to be a full timer. Why do you want to be a full timer compared to a contractor? Before we get into any of that space, though, let's do a quick quick change log so i've created four javascript short tutorials that i'm i'm yet to edit yet to publish but they will be coming out shortly in the next few weeks i've also given a talk at php minds the talk was coding with confidence using phpcs that was the first time i ever gave that talk so if you're interested in having me on as a speaker if you're a, an organizer of a php user group or if you know any user groups uh, that are looking for speakers, then please do get in touch. You can get hold of me on Twitter, either at How to Code Well or at PFWD. Both direct messages are open. Or if you want to get hold of me through the contact form, please do so. That's howtocowell.fm forward slash contact. Okay. So I don't have any links to share with you today. We're just going to get straight into this. So full-time versus contract web development and five reasons to become permanently employed. And like I said, next week, we're going to be doing this from the contractor's perspective. So I have five reasons then, five reasons to be full-time employed, permanently employed as a web developer. And this goes for all uh, skill sets, the range of skill sets, junior, senior master, I guess, of, of your field, both front end and back end. So the first one is having a very defined structure. What do I mean by this? Well, I mean, having the ability to be paid every month, the same amount, or if, if not more, um, consistently, regardless of whether the project is doing well or not, because you're a full-time employee, you have a salary, right? So that's, that's a definite structure win. And also having in-house career progression, that's another one. So having the ability to go on to training programs, you may have a training department and you might be able to level up your skills in certain areas because maybe you want to progress into different departments and different teams in your full-time employment in the company that you're in right now. And they'll be offering those, those training programs to the full-time members of staff rather than the contractors, right? So so that's a definite win. So you got monthly payments, right? So the amount of times you get paid. I think that's a different in America, in the US, you get paid on a different schedule. But the point is that you're being paid on a schedule, right? and you're being paid regardless of how well the, the project is doing. Also, you've got that in-house career progression. There is a this mystical ladder that you can climb as well. So you can become a junior developer, a senior developer. You can go all the way up to architect. And if you wanted to cross to a different stream of work, you could become a manager. And you can do that all within the company that you're in, as long as there's positions obviously available for that but those positions aren't available to just jump into when you're say a contractor. If you're a contract uh, senior, you're still going to be a, a contract senior. You're not going to just jump into, you know, the the management space in that same company. And, and as I've just quickly mentioned there, you can jump from one project to uh, another project or in a different team. So for example, if you are working full time in a web agency, let's say and that agency had multiple projects multiple clients different challenges different platforms perhaps different even different technologies that they're working on you can jump from one project to the other you can say to someone hey look i'm not actually um i'm getting bored of this you know this this isn't really what i thought it was going to be i want to do something else is there another project i could jump on is there another uh, team that i could work within and depending on your the the people in charge. If there's any ava- positions available, you might be able to do a switcheroo with someone um, and work there. You don't have this freedom, right? Or well, freedom is a very difficult, weird choice of words. Actually, you don't have this possibility, right? As a contractor, because you, as a contractor, you are there to do a job, and that job has already been defined before you get there. Whereas if you're a full time employed employee and you've been there for several years, you may have built up this bank of skill sets and knowledge in various different teams, departments, projects, and you might be moved to different things depending on wherever the need is, right? Okay. There's also, apart from, so so that was defined structure. That's that point number one. Point number two is that, it comes with benefits. It comes with benefits that you don't have to necessarily worry about. They are just offered to you. So for example, in some places, and this isn't across the board, this is just in some places and also in different countries as well, you may get healthcare benefits, right? You don't get healthcare benefits when you're a contractor, when you own your own company, right? Unless you have that set up yourself, but this is This is the point. This is already set up for you because you're coming into a company where all of those things are already established. So you have healthcare, you have a pension, possibly a pension, you will have paid holidays. You will have paid sick days, right? Those things are available to you and they are available to everybody in that company because that's the structure that has already been defined. Again, I'm sort of leaning on the defined structure here, but I've labeled this as Benefits, right? The benefits that you have by working in that for working in that company um, that are just added to your uh, job description, I guess. The application, you know, and you don't get these when you're your own company unless you put things in place, right, yourself. So, obviously, if you run your own company, if you're a contractor like I am you know how much you make, right? And you know how much you would need to put in your pension. You know how much you would have to provide for healthcare, depending on, you know, how sick you are. If you need to do that in some countries, like for example, in the UK here, we have the NHS, which is great. But you know, we also have private dentists, for instance. And in some places that is offered to you. Also, in some places you get childcare as well, Again, if you're a contractor, you're in your own company, your own boss, you would have to deal with that yourself, right? You can't just, there isn't, there isn't another structure that you could sort of lean on because that's not in place. You, you would have to put that in place yourself. And then the second, oh, the third point is training, right? So you, you've got paid internal training and you've got paid external training so internal training would be you know i want to learn about this particular framework or this particular language and i know that someone else is doing it or another project is doing it so i i'm going to shadow them right or this is perhaps being offered to you so i'm going to shadow them and then skill up on that maybe we do a bunch of pair programming maybe they get a, an external uh trainer in right internally give you like a day's worth of training within within the confines of the company. Or maybe they send you away to actually get skilled up somewhere. And then you come back with a certificate that you can say, yay, I I am now certified on this, this, and this. And this was all paid for by the company. And the company's like, they'll have a training budget that they can offer you because you're full-time employed. That is a benefit that they can give you. Now, I definitely recommend anybody who is full-time employed as a web developer to use this as much as possible. Get trained up to the nines, right? You want you want to learn all the things that you possibly can do, even if they're not actually interesting right now, they might be later on. You don't want to be kicking yourself down the road if you were ever to transfer into the contracting space and then go, ah, oh, I wish I did that training thing because I'm actually perhaps interested in it or using it, or perhaps someone's mentioned it. And because I don't have that knowledge, because I never took that, uh, training, uh, opportunity, uh, I, I'm not skilled in, in that sense. So yes, try and try and gobble those up as much as possible. In some places, they also pay for things like university degrees or different sort of bachelor of science degrees, they may even contribute to certain uh, costs and expenses of various different open university things as well. So yeah, try and find out if there is a training budget and what you can do or use within that. Um, very, very, very important. So that there's paid external and paid in-house training. Okay, so the third one is it's less uh, technical, technical, and it's it's more to do with trust and loyalty. And this is more about the emotional side of it. When you're a contractor, you are probably, without sounding nasty, you are seen more as a resource rather than an actual family member of this team, of this unit that is being built. So, for instance, um, you'll have, say, team building exercises in a full time employment. You'll have maybe team parties, maybe team events. Us contractors don't really get invited to those things. Say for example, Christmas meals, right? We don't get invited to a Christmas meal or I don't know, dress down Fridays or anything like that because we are an external company coming in to do a job, right? We, we don't have all of the niceties that come with full-time employment. So like I've been uh, involved, I've worked in places where we would have like donuts on a Friday or like bacon sandwiches on on a certain day or, you know, it's a deployment day, so this is happening. Or there is this fun team sort of social atmosphere that goes on after work. Sometimes you're invited to those things and that's great if you are, but you have to remember that you are still an external company, right? You are not actually um, you are a resource that can be replaced in this team. Whereas when you're, when you're in a full-time employment and you're in, you're a member of that team, you're like a member of that family. You're a member of that crew. So remember as a contractor, you can always be replaced. (laughs) I guess what I'm trying to say is when you're fully employed, right in, in this company, and you've been there for several years, you get a sense of belonging to perhaps maybe a tribe or a cause and you are more loyal to the end goal that everybody is trying to achieve whereas if you're a contractor you're loyal to yourself first and foremost and also you're there to do the thing that you were assigned up to do once that's done that is it right that is it unless they can find something else to do but that would require another contract to be written up for you to do that, okay so so it, it, there there is this businessman attitude when you're a company obviously obviously there is obviously there is, and that removes the sort of the emotional sense of belonging, I suppose, when it is a business to business transaction. that's essentially what it is. okay, so then you have um, number four or oh, where have I gone number four is trust and loyalty gets rewarded over time. Okay, so this kind of follows on from the last point in the sense that when you've worked there for such a long time, you get a sense of trust and loyalty. Your decisions, your opinions are weighted far more than when you were there for the first three months. Obviously, when you're a contractor and you've been asked a question, and you should be knowing this because you've been employed to know that. Thing, then there is obviously a, a requirement that there is that what you say is trustworthy, right? But what I'm saying is, when you're a full time employed, you kind of develop those social uh, interactions, and you also develop the knowledge of the system, and you sort of develop this this uh, hunger to see the thing improve going forward. And you have you can perhaps dip your toes into all sorts of different areas of this project, different teams. And you have a this this uh, this sense of of loyalty to the system. You're you're more aware of when things go wrong. You're more aware of uh, the, the the challenges, the architect architecture going forward, and you are trusted with decisions um, that. Us contractors won't even be aware of, right? We get brought in to do the thing that gets this that has already been decided rather than be part of that wheel of decision. Sometimes we are, but it's very unlikely. We usually get brought in to do the thing, right? Rather than decide what the thing is. So yeah. Unless that is unless you are in your contract you are more of a consultant because then that's a consultancy role rather than a coder role right sometimes they're interchangeable but most of the time all of these decisions are made by permanent members of staff so if you are someone who is geared towards architecture and design of systems then it's a good place to be when you're a full-time dev okay The last point is about external career progression. We've been talking quite heavily about how one um, can evolve themselves internally. So, you know, internal training, uh, having different benefits internally uh, and going up the ladder internally. But there's also external things as well. So, for example, if you've been in the company for like two to four years, that's kind of the sweet spot, I think. And I, I, I don't think any, you know, I think if you're itching to move on, I think at the four-year point is definitely a point to move on. Otherwise, you'll still be there, you know, five, six years down the road. Um, and in that space of two to four years, you you really want to engross yourself in all the things that are available to you, all the training, as I've mentioned. And this, this uh, gives you... Um, you you might have heard the term sort of uh, feathers in the cap, if you will. So when you go to move on to another place, um, you have all of those things that you can take with you and put to the table in the next role. So get as much training as you can. Get also security clearances. If you want to move into things, say, in the military or in even finance or, say, the government stuff, then you want to be looking for full-time employment where they sponsor you to become cleared in certain areas, right? Because you, it's easier to do that when you're full-time employed than it is when you're a contractor. Um, and get, get prepared for the next big move. So see the place that you are at the minute as a full-time uh, dev as a stepping stone to where you want to be next time. And you want to gobble up, as I said, all the training. You want to gobble up as many, um, as much pension, pen, uh, paid holidays, sick days, you know, all the healthcare, all the benefits are available to you. And you'll be missing those when you're a contractor because you'll be like, Oh, I'm feeling really ill today, but now I've got a daily rate. So I know exactly how much uh, I'm going to be losing out because I'm ill. Right oh, I'm on a holiday. So now I know how much my daily rate is. So I know how much a, this holiday is costing me, but also how much of a business expense or not a business expense, how much of an expense to my bottom line, this will be because I'm taking say a week out. And so that's five days worth of daily rate gone. Um, and also, you know, where do I go for training now? I'm a contractor. So what do I do? I I have to take time out of my own day. Uh, again, my daily rate's gone to take a training test that I have to pay for, not the company. So all of these things you want to be doing full time as much as possible, as much as much as possible. If you want to become a contractor, or a freelancer, if that's your end goal, be a full time member of staff first and try and absorb as much as you possibly can. So there we go. That is the five reasons to be permanently employed. I know this lent a lot on the positives of being full-time employed. Next week, we're going to flip it and talk about the benefits of being a contractor because, hey, there's obviously benefits. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. Anyway, thank you ever so much. Happy coding, everybody. And I'll see you again next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.